Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Regina Johnson. Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. And I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome you again to Refresh. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out, as I do every week, to my girl, Princess Cooper, and to all the hosts on NHISG uh, Radio. Today, we have a wonderful guest that will be joining us. But before I introduce it, before I forget, I want to invite you guys to come and just join with me on Facebook also on Instagram and on Twitter. Now you can catch me on Twitter at Journey Strong. The reason why is because there's a lot that's going on with Refresh and a lot that's going on with me. And if you want to stay plugged in, just uh, be sure and meet me there on Facebook. Send me a Facebook request. If you have any messages, just reach out to me, inbox it, and, uh, and you'll hear from me. Uh, today's guest and today's show is one of the ones that I really enjoyed doing it. I had the privilege of doing it last year uh, and interviewed my own mother. We were talking about women in history, but I've taken this opportunity to not only discuss women in history, but also women that are currently doing incredible works and have done for a, uh, uh, a certain uh, amount of time. Um, it is my honor to be able to introduce to you guys uh, a lady that I had the opportunity to meet now, probably going on about five or six years ago, uh, who is absolutely incredible and anointed. Uh, it is Miss Ms. Carolyn Dent. Uh, she's a minister, she's an educator, and she is a powerhouse in the word of God. Uh, the reason why I want to have her here today is because when you hear her testimony, uh, you will know that no matter what you're going through, you can do it. And it didn't come overnight. When I say she's an educator, this woman has been on the line in the school systems in Mississippi and in Louisiana for going on 41 years, if not more. And she's been standing in faith and ministry for over 30 years. Uh, I want to welcome on air with us from uh, Mississippi, Vicksburg, Mississippi, uh, Minister, Woman of God, Carolyn Dent. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. Thank you, Pastor Regina. I, I consider it an honor. I consider it a privilege to be asked to be a part of your show, to spend an evening with you. And I trust and believe that God will, will uh, uh, the Holy Spirit will allow me to say something that will set somebody free to let them know that it doesn't matter how bad it looks, that Father can split a red sea in your life at any given time. I believe in the suddenly. I believe that there is that what, what he would not allow us to be burdened. I, I believe in the grace of God, who is Jesus Christ, who with whom has set me free, and the Holy Spirit, my companion, my 
friend and has been for 30 years or more. And I've enjoyed, I tell you what, the walk has been tight, but it's been right. All right. All right. Well, Minister Dent, I want to just kind of jump in because there's a lot of road that I want to cover today with you. Um, I, and I want to land on you being a woman of faith. Um, but let's start out. You did not, it did not come up easy for you. You didn't just kind of jump into anything that you're doing right now. Uh, none of it has just been smooth sailing, but you endured. Let's, let's jump right into being an educator uh, for over four years, and then I'm going to let you share a little bit about your personal life. 41 years as an educator. As an educator. Well, uh, I came up like most. Uh, most people, you know, uh, well, in the 60s, early 60s, I was born, and I'm not going to tell you, <laughs> but I will, I will tell you, I was born in 1954, and so I came up through the times when, when things were very hard, and um, we didn't have much, and you know, you, you probably hear people in my generation and say that, you know, we were poor and didn't know it, uh-huh. you know, and um, <clears throat> but we survived. Come on. And, you know, survival was, was the thing then. But um, in that survival, my mother was, was pretty pretty stirring when it came to me. I, I was just thinking earlier, I was very different from my siblings. There are eight of us. My mother expected so much out of me. And I think she was, she was, she was really, she really taught me how to be tenacious. Uh, my mother did not allow me to fail. She did if if I could not master something, she wanted to know why. <laughs> why you can't do it. You know, um, if I say I gave it all I got, she said, Did you do your best? I just kinda hesitated a little bit. I had to go do that thing all over again. So that was the way that I was real. I was real to, to give forth everything. Give give everything your best. I mean fully committed. And also uh, that was my upbringing. Um my mother and, and father did not finish high school. Uh, as a matter of fact, none of my my, my aunts, uncles, nobody had, had had finished school in the in the family. I am the first to receive a high school diploma in the family, and not only that, when I when I got a BS degree, they were my mother was excited and she was proud. My daddy would touch his chest out. But <laughs> when I when I got the master's. Oh man, that was just awesome to you know to them because I've gone further, and even now I've gone further than than anybody you know that has gone as far as education in the family. And teaching has always been my heart. I was the one to be a teacher. I did, I wanted to become a teacher when I was second grade, and of course this was a time of segregation, the hard times. So teachers were were esteemed highly then. Uh huh. But I thought teachers were smartest people. Uh, I liked it when they looked good every day. So teachers during that time they go just come to come to school like they were going to church. They were so dressed. They just didn't have the hat and gloves on. <laughs> and I wanted to be that night. They lived good, I thought, because we lived in poverty. So anything was a step us that was a step above us to me looked good. And of course I used to dream a lot, you know. Uh, I used to dream that when that, you know, when I when I become a teacher, when I got grown, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live. Pastor Regina, I've never had, even though I lived in poverty, I've never had a poverty mentality. Come on. Never. Never. I, you know, I know uh, if you're eating a hamburger, I know that's beef. But if I was eating a hamburger, I wanted to grade up. I wanted to go up a couple of grades. Come on. I didn't want the ground beef. I wanted the steak. <laughs> you know? Come on. And, and my dad used to tease me all the time. He would say, Carolyn, you have a champagne mind and a Kool-Aid pocket. <laughs> and I said, yeah, Dad. I said, but I guarantee you, if I'm eating a hamburger, I'm thinking about a steak. Well, Lord, and behold, Pastor Regina, after I got saved, not long after I got saved, I found out that that champagne mind that I had, that I have, because I haven't put it down, that champagne mind that I have is the godly mind. Come on. It's godly. It's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kingdom. Come on. God never intend for us to go through this earth struggling. He never intended. He said, I'm here. 
And he said, if he owns the cattle on a thousand hill. He said, the earth is his and the fullness thereof and all that dwells within. Whereas I'm here and the earth is here and everything in the earth is here. I believe there's some cattle on this earth. So I believe if I want a mistake, I can have one. Come on now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way I feel. But um, I, 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 I held on to my dream. There were some obstacles that, that came up. Um, as I was going through it, I didn't just skip through the tulips through it to get a college degree. You know, that it's a lot of work in that. Um, I had a child before I uh, finished college, and that child became more important to me because then I, rest, I realized it's not about me. I did not want my child with the kind of life that I had grown under. And, um, and so I, that made me study harder. And this that child, this child today is very studious because that's all I did. I hit the books with her. Wow. And I, that child, that that daughter of mine, my oldest daughter today, is an engineer. My you know, um, when I was in high school, they were inducted into the National Honor Society, and of course, I didn't know anything about it. And I just wanted them to call my name. Well, I was a B student, but I wasn't. I'm not a straight B. I was just stay between the B C line, but most of the Bs. And I wanted to, oh, just call my name, just call me because they were being honored, and it never happened. So one day I was sitting in the auditorium at an honor society induction, uh, and I said then, because, you know, you never know what God has in you. Right, right. And I didn't know that prophetic gift was in me. Uh-huh. And um, I sat there, and I, I was looking, looking at all the young ladies and men going to the stage, getting their candles and so forth, and I said, one day, I'm going to have a child that's going to be there. I'm going to have a child that's going to be in an honor society. Well, lo and behold, Pastor. That one did. That one did. And went beyond. Inducted in the honor society. She was inducted in high school. She was honor society, uh, junior high, and a gifted and academic, academically talented program all through elementary school until that grade level ran out. Presidential scholar. I mean, my child, I mean, she was hidden. So God said he was blessed with exceeding abundant above all that we could act or think. I didn't know the scriptures either, but now I look back on that and, and I'm very joyful and I'm very grateful to him. But that wasn't, that, that, that came to pass. And my daughter, my daughter is doing well, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, and, um, uh-huh. That I was, love, uh, let, let me, let me interrupt just for a second. It, you said that it wasn't easy. It, it no. wasn't easy, but you did it. You pressed, did it. you pressed your way through. And your mother taught you that uh, to really commit to whatever it is that you are doing. It was that commitment that helped you to have longevity in ministry as well as, as an educator. Would you agree with me on that? I, yes, I, I, I would agree with you with that wholeheartedly. Um, not only did the Holy Spirit bless me um, to become what I had desired in the second grade, uh, I finished college when I was at uh, I finished at Alcorn State University when I was 21 years old. And when I walked out the door of Alcorn with the with the BS, I walked right into the school system. Now I wasn't hired as a permanent teacher, but I, the first year I was out, I subbed. I missed only one week of the school year just in subbing. My one week. And, and you know, it, and then when I did get hired permanently, I started off in the Mississippi Delta. Then I was able to get hired here in Vicksburg. And this what was it like teaching in the Delta? It was, it was poverty, you know, poverty. I saw a lot of poverty-stricken kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Kids were, they were, were still living on, the, on plantations. And they had to be careful about what they said and, and who they, you know, what they did because they could, you know, if they had, they could get asked to get kicked off. And then we're talking about the 70s. Uh-huh. We're talking about the 70s here. They were very, I, I kept seeing that, that slave mentality. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw uh-huh. a lot of that. My know. goodness. Yeah, I saw a lot of that. I, I, some of the, those that were educated was all, but yes, ma'am, yes, sir, you know, that, 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 you know, and so looking you straight in the eye and saying yes and no, you know, and, you know, when I, when I, as I was coming up, you know, that was Dr. King and, and Malcolm X, so I, I kind of slid a little bit on that military 
<laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I'm, we're already at time for our first break. And so we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Refresh. You're listening to your host, Regina Johnson, with our special guest, Carolyn Dent. Spreading the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from legends Lee Williams, Rance Allen, and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. And Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson, Pastor Annie Sally, Pastor Warren Sally, and Benita Coney. Gospel 107, every Sunday on Never Had It So Good, 101.1. Quick question, what is your kryptonite? You know, kryptonite, like from the Superman movie, little pieces of krypton that will fall to the earth and then Superman will come in contact with it. Kryptonite, okay, small pieces of your past falling into your future, robbing you of your destiny. Kryptonite, what is yours? Is the person down the street, you know, so conveniently always is willing to remind you of who you used to be before you were redeemed? Or is it the memory of a place where you were broken when you were young? A bad marriage? Bad circumstances? I mean, I don't know. Today, I want you to identify what is your kryptonite. Once you grab hold of it, you reduce it to nothingness. Because the season of living a defeated life is over. It's time for us to live unstoppable lives. To order Unstoppable You by Regina Johnson, go to Lulu.com, Google Books, and Amazon. Welcome back to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. And you are, if you are not here at the first part of the show, you've missed it. But I'm glad that you're able to be with us now. Today, we are talking about women in history, women that made a mark. Last year, I had the opportunity to, to interview my own mother, uh, who was one of uh, the women that, one of many uh, teachers that was, uh, whose name was in the pot uh, to be a part of uh, going into space. Um, and uh, so we talked to her about her life and, and so on and so forth. This year we have another educator. It wasn't on purpose. Uh, it was just the order of God. He had her here. Uh, minister, teacher, Carolyn Dent. Uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, we were talking about how you were teaching in the Deltas and uh, how difficult that was, but you went from the Deltas on to Louisiana. But before we go there, you were saying that back in the 70s, um, they had to be very careful when they were, how they conducted themselves. Uh, you noticed that even when you were teaching back then, you were teaching then, correct? Mm-hmm. Teaching yeah. then, and uh, that you noticed that the children uh, there, um, that they had a very, uh, almost like a slave mentality. Um, but so how how were you able to actually kind of get a breakthrough there with those kids? Well, I would I would compliment them on things that you know that they would do. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would uh, always say words of encouragement to them. I will always tell them that there's a bigger world out there that that they can go for that they can they can do this and they can they can be all that they want to be. And I'm here to tell you every so often, I run into those children that, man, I'm about, I, I'm almost probably about five years older than those kids were, you know. And so, can you imagine even today when I run into one and they say, Miss Dent, you know, right. I was, you know, cause I, I'm a dent by, you know, my mate name is Dent and my married name is Dent. So wow. I'm Dent Dent. 
and uh, and they say, you don't remember me. I say, you know, I don't remember that. I may not remember the name, but I remember but the I face. The face, you mm-hmm. know. And they still, they still would tell me, thank you. Students that I taught earlier, even after I've come to, to Vicksburg, everywhere I go, Pastor Regina, they love my classroom. They come in, even the teachers love my classroom because they say it's peaceful. It's just something in there. They say it's just in here. They'll come and they'll sit and they want to talk and they'll ask me about this. And of course, I'm going to share the word of God. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be opportunistic. I'm going to say, what the words say? You know, because. Right. I have no knowledge. It's, it's, God has it all, you know. Right. I know nothing. I'm like Paul, you know. What I count this dumb, okay? Right. Uh, but I was able to, you know, to share with them. And some of them have gone on to, you know, to do better. But that, when I began to work in the Delta in the 70s, they had just, they had just started going to school the full year up there because those kids would go to school when it wasn't planting or harvesting seasons or for cotton, but when it was time to pick that cotton and then do that to harvest that to harvest that crop, they shut the school down up there. Now, see, when you start talking like this, a lot of my northern listeners they are clueless to what you. I mean, like this just sounds like just you know something unheard of. But during that time, you had a lot of uh, sharecroppers and oh, yeah. uh, and and families that actually. Uh, supported their families on them picking cotton and their children picking cotton. Is that correct? That, that, that is correct. As a matter of fact, um, in some part, in a part of the Delta, now they've just consolidated their school. They were still running a segregated school system there. Um, and they, that just changed last year. Stop. Stop. Are you serious? Yes, for decades. Yes. Yes. And, uh, uh, Hold up one second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to back up. This is 2018. You're telling me in 2017, 2016, mm-hmm. there were still segregated schools in certain Delta, parts of the Delta? Yeah. In, in the Delta, yeah. They just, uh, the federal government made them combine. There was, there was still white schools, still black schools. The federal government made them combine. My. Sure, that's been about a year ago. Yes, yes, ma'am. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. So then you went from the Deltas, and because I could stay right there and talk about that all day, but but you went from the Deltas uh, in Mississippi and you went to Louisiana. What was that like? When I came from, I came when I left the Mississippi Delta. I came to the city of Vicksburg. Uh-huh. I came home, uh-huh. and I, I worked here in Vicksburg until I retired. Which is still in Mississippi. Which is still in Mississippi. Uh-huh. I, I until I retired in um, '04. Uh huh. And um, then I, I set out because I had just, my daughter had just transitioned and, you know, I just wanted to just throw up a hand. I was, I was heartbroken even because not so much that I did not know about my daughter's salvation. I was just so heartbroken because I missed my child. I had never been separated from my children, nor my children separated from me, if that makes sense. Now we have to back that up for a second, because when you said your daughter transitioned, there are people that... Uh, they don't know. They don't know. Could you fill in the gaps for us? Okay. Yes. First of all, let me let me say I'm a um, I'm a divorced mother of three, mm-hmm. two living, one deceased now. And um, the daughter that I was talking about earlier that had that filled, fulfilled the prophecy that I had spoken when I was in high school. Oh um, that it, it's not. She she's doing well. The middle girl is doing well. And it is the baby girl that transitioned, and she she transitioned at 22. Mm-hmm. But I raised those uh, those those three girls with the help of of, of the Lord. I, I'm telling you, had it not been for Holy Spirit, if it had not been for Jesus Christ, if it had not been for Father God, and I know the three are one. Um, if it had not been for them, for Father, I would have been a first class candidate for Whitfield which is the mental institution here in Mississippi. Uh, he kept me. Hmm. He kept me with those girls. I mean, I struggled with my children. and and But I, I allowed him to hold hold on to my hand. I didn't hold God's hand. Because his hand is too big. It's too big. But I allowed him to hold my hand. And I... I, I, I uh, I was able through him, and only through him, 
to, to live the kind of life, becoming a mother to, to, uh, to, to her children. I had three daughters. So Tom, Dick, and Harry didn't run out of my house. Come on. Um, I wanted to, did my daughters do everything I wanted them to do? No, no. But today they are serving the Lord. I made them go to church. Yeah, they had to go. I don't care what was going on at school. They had to take you. I don't care how much homework they had to do. Take the books to church with you. Yeah. And 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 that you know I was I was stern with that because I knew it was His goodness. I knew that Pastor Jen, there were times when I would be so tired that I would lie down and think that life is ending for me, and I have felt Holy Spirit just breathe on me from my head to my feet and revive me. Come on. Come on it has like I say, it's been tight. Come it was tight. But it was right. It was right. So I did I didn't want to model that kind of life before my children. Uh-huh. I did not allow my children to know the things that I was going through. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, 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 I called on I called on Holy Spirit. Now, I, I'm at this point I'm not I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. I say that you were I you were a babe. You were a babe in Christ. Yeah, I was a babe in Christ. I got saved at Kenneth Hagen Crusade. <laughs> When I got saved, I came home and I talked because I've always wanted to know who who is Holy Spirit. You know, I've been going to church since I was a little girl, and I would hear the preachers talk about God. I would hear them talk about Jesus, and but they never talked about Holy Ghost. They never talked about Holy Spirit, and I have always wanted to know who is the Holy Spirit. Well, this night, my friend carried me over to the Ken to a Ken Hagen Crusade in Jackson, Mississippi. And listen to Kenneth Hagin, that's all he talked about was Holy Spirit. And so when he told, when he explained, and I called who Holy Spirit is, I fell in love. Come on, come on. I fell in love. Come on. And he gave the altar call, I jumped up. Mm -hmm. And I went, and it was a large group of people. And and we prayed for the indwelling of Holy Spirit. And, um, all I remember, Pastor Regina, was calling my last name. Mm-hmm. Not calling my name, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. And from there, I went into this funny talk. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. uh, but I was excited. So they when I know, when I finally learned what it was, I, when I got home, I told my mother. My mother jumped. She, because she was waiting up for me. My mother said, Oh, Carolyn, I've been wanting, I, all my life, I've been wanting to go. I've been wanting, but my mama wouldn't let me go. She would get sanctified church then. Mm-hmm. And I realized that we in Christ, we are sanctified. Right, right, right. You know, um, and so when I told my mother, my mother jumped on board. Mm-hmm. My sisters jumped on everybody. I, I mean, I went to my family. And my family came, and we began, and this is about 1980, this is 1980. Uh-huh. Did we lose her? Are you there? You know what, I think we lost her. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Refresh. Quick question. What is your kryptonite? You know, kryptonite, like from the Superman movie pieces of krypton that will fall to the earth and then superman will come in contact with it kryptonite okay small pieces of your past falling into your future robbing you of your destiny kryptonite what is yours is the person down the street you know so conveniently always is willing to remind you of who you used to be before you were redeemed or is it the memory of a place where you were broken when you were young? A bad marriage? Bad circumstances? I mean, I don't know. Today, I want you to identify what is your kryptonite. Once you grab hold of it, you reduce it to nothingness. Because the season of living a defeated life is over. It's time for us to live unstoppable lives. To order Unstoppable You by Regina Johnson, go to Lulu.com, Google Books, and Amazon. We're back. We had a slight technical difficulty, but we are right back with Carolyn Denton. You're listening to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. Um, we're uh, 
Sister Dan, I'm going to have you to just come right back on in. So you went to Kenneth Hagen uh, Crusade. You got filled. Uh, your family came uh, eventually. They got filled. We were coming from where you had a daughter that you were talking about that transition. I think that where you were heading was how the Holy Spirit helped you through everything you had to endure with your children. Oh, yes. It, it, it wasn't, like I said, it was not an easy walk. There were times when I had, look, there were a meal that I would prepare, and my children knew that we were down to the bare bones. And I used to say, when we got to that point, I served chicken chow mein. <laughs> they knew then that it was, we, we were just about depleted. But Father never let my barrel run dry. He never let it run dry. He's, I mean, he, he took, told you, Pastor Jen, let me share real quick with you two scriptures that, that, that really carried me through that, that time. They're both in the book of Isaiah, and it's Isaiah 54 and 4, where the Father said, Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, mm-hmm. and shalt not Remember the reproach of, of, of thy widowhood mm-hmm. anymore. The second scripture that this, these are the two that I survived on. Says for the Lord this Isaiah fifty and seven. Says for the Lord God will help me. Mm-hmm. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know I shall not be ashamed. I held on to those two scriptures. Regardless of what my children, what I was going through with my children, because I I was going to walk in the integrity of the Lord. I didn't know that was really walking by faith. Now now I do. It was just like I was walking blind, but I knew God was there. I knew he was there. And and those scriptures sustained me. My goodness. As I began, began to learn, my children began, they, 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 children's church was, is a blessing. Where it's a blessing. My children began to learn the word, and they began to like, and, but when they got to be teenagers, they strayed. Mm-hmm. But the word said they will come back. All right. So I, had, I stood on that scripture also. Uh-huh. Well, my, my youngest daughter passed, but before she transitioned, she knew how to call on the name of Jesus. Come on. And, and my sister, who's now the sister of who's now also has transitioned last year, mm-hmm. um, she and I were giving her a bath tonight, one night, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, take her through the prayer of salvation again. I said, Lord, she's already saved. She's already, she's already been through that. He said, carry her through the prayer of salvation again. And then he told me this. He said, when they are young, and this is going to help somebody. He said, they are young. They go to church because you make them go. Come on. But there come a day when they're going to have to know me for themselves. My God. And I went to her bed. Uh And I said, Donnie, I said, Holy Spirit said, for me to take you through the prayer of salvation again. And so I did. Well, my daughter passed on February the 15th. 2004, and I when I came home from school, I, they, they released her from the hospital. They should not have, but they did. When I came home from school, it's not like I could smell death at the front door. My God. When I got to it, but before I came to the front door, I went to the back to see how I was going to expand the house. Mm-hmm. So my daughter died that Monday. Uh, she, she transitioned that Monday because she's, she's more alive than I am. Hmm. Um, uh-huh. Uh, she is. Yes, she is. When my, when my daughter, when my daughter transitioned, she, I mean, I screamed. You got to remember, I've never been separated from my children, mm-hmm. and my child is gone. And so I came home, and, and I'm telling you, I was, I was so distraught, Pastor Regina. I said, Holy Spirit, is my daughter all right? And I said this to him, don't play with my imagination. I didn't ask him if he would not do it. I, I command, don't play with my imagination. That's why I'm so glad he's so grateful because he could have slapped me out, but he didn't. <laughs> I said, don't play with my imagination. Well, my daughter was expected. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he opened my spiritual eyes, and I saw my daughter. And my daughter was walking toward this light. Now, we say it's a white light, 
but we, and I'm, I'm telling you, this light is so bright that we, when we say white, we are nowhere close to the car. Right, right, right. And my daughter was there, and she, it wasn't like she was carrying a little baby in her arm. It's like she was carrying a leg because the legs were hanging, hanging over her arm, huh. all over her arm. Well, and I shook it off, and I opened my eyes again, and my spiritual eyes opened up again. My daughter this time had gotten into the light. She was the light had just covered her. Mm-hmm. And she looked back at me mm-hmm. and she smiled. My goodness. And as she smiled, mm-hmm. this this light covered my daughter up. My goodness. I cried, but I knew she was all right. Come on. I cried but I knew he was with her. and when she had when we had the celebration of her life, I tell you Holy Spirit sat at the celebration. Mm. He was there. I know he was there. I always call him my friend. It was it I, I, I I'm telling you, Pastor Renee, I've been able to to minister and either the more I comfort, the more mm. I bring comfort and minister mm. words to, to to women or to men, to families that have endured that have lost a child, mm-hmm. the easier that it was going to become for me. And so when I hear someone has has in, has faced that I immediately grab them. I immediately hug them because I understand. I, I, I don't just empathize with them. And I let them know I'm not empathizing with you. I can sympathize with you because I walk the walk. Nope. You can't you can't you can't lead where you don't what you you can't teach what you don't know. You right. can't lead where you won't go. Well, you, yeah, you that's right. That's right. And and, and and so but he but he blessed me with it. You know, and I began and I say this to parents, don't all the time, don't jump down your child's throat. Because, you know, when my daughter left this planet, all of a sudden, those little silly things that she used to do didn't matter. Hmm. <laughs> if I could have just held her, if I could have, if I could have just spent some more time, I don't care about the room not being clean. All of a sudden, that nasty room didn't make a, uh, untidy room didn't make a difference. Hmm. But she left her, she had a little girl. So the Holy Spirit blessed me with, with gathering. And, uh, you know, I'm concerned about names, so I wouldn't let my daughter name the baby anything. She, she wasn't going to be no, you know, Joanna and all this kind of crazy stuff. Her name is Gabrielle. It's just a messenger of God. Yeah. And I expect Gabrielle to live out her name, mm-hmm. that she would carry the message. I don't care if there's not a teenager in the, in the building of, uh, doing Bible class. Unless Gabrielle is at school doing a band practice, Gabrielle is in that church at Bible class with her grandma. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Because I know Gabrielle is going to need the Lord. Amen. You know, I know she's going to need. But but I've been blessed with it. And, you know, he's brought me through all of that, the hardness of the not having them. There was sometimes we, have you ever eaten a mayonnaise sandwich? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I got to stop you. We are really at the point of where we're coming into our last break. So I'm going to bring you back in in just a few minutes, but we got to go to break right now. You've been listening to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. Hang on. We'll be right back.
101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform. Like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Deshay, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, Daquan King, Revive Radio, Warren Sally with Man Cave Radio, Sky Wonders with Unmuted, Your Voice Matters, Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally, Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington, the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Dig Radio with Pastor Annette Watson. Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson. Been there, done that with Cindy Smith. Pave your way to success with Rudy and Michelle Govan. Spiritually reincarnated with Gilbert Sines. In times like these with Benita Coney. Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D. and Travis McGee. Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Nick Emerson. Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson. Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson. Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson. Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here. A never had it so good 101.1, the world's radio station.
I'd like to welcome you back. This is Regina Johnson, your host for Refresh. Um, if you have not been listening to this show, I'm going to tell you right now to go ahead and do the download as soon as the show ends because it is amazing. Um, this has been one of the easiest uh, shows. Uh, I'm getting very few questions in because I'm drinking so much in from the woman of God. This month we are sharing about uh, great uh, women in history. Every year I take this opportunity to be able to acknowledge not only the great women in history, but women that are movers and shakers that have impacted the lives of people uh, for many years. And I think that uh, whenever you show a consistency, uh, I, I love calling those people long-distance runners, and especially when you're a long-distance runner in kingdom, uh, that it is worth acknowledging. Our guest today is and has been uh, sister, minister, uh, Carolyn Dent, an educator and a minister uh, of the gospel. Um, I, I, I just want to tell you, just go back and get, do the download, do the download, and you will be blessed. We're going to jump right in. Um, you talked about your daughter who transitioned. You are raising her daughter, um, Gabby. I know her by Gabby. I don't even think I knew Gabby's name was Gabrielle. I, I just knew her by Gabby. Uh, just a light and a joy, beautiful young lady. Um, and God saw you through. He saw you through. I go back again. I just kind of want to repeat something that you said, that at the end of the day, the little things in rearing your children don't matter when it comes down to life and death. Those are not the most important things. And uh, so we need to remember that when you're having, you know, throwing that fit. I mean, yes, uh, protocol for anything, everything. But uh, really, um, the dirty room does not weigh the love, uh, nor the responsibility of being uh, the parent, care of the gift in which God gave. So we're moving uh, on a little bit forward. You are a woman of faith. I want to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, would you say that you have great faith now because of the things that you have do endured? You talked about teaching in the deltas, and and uh, then you you you've uh, you know, and then went on to teach in Vicksburg and so on, and uh, and 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 you've endured the loss of a child, and 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 you you were divorced and went through struggle. Is it those things that made your faith great? Because I know you have great faith. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. And, then, you know, we have to trust the process. Mm. It's all, it's, it's the process. Come on you know, um, That was something Holy Spirit spoke to me when I was a baby saint. He promised me this, and, you know, he's not a man that he should lie, not a son of a man that he should repent. Holy Spirit spoke this to me one day. He told me, he said, I will never, let you get ambushed. Come on. He said, I will never let you get ambushed. And he hasn't. You know, when things are coming, I mean, I've faced some things, you know, I've been evicted, you know, I've, you know, and, and faced the homelessness. But I, once again, I go back to those scriptures. He said he would never let me be ashamed. And he didn't. Come on. And he hasn't. Come on. And those things that I lost through divorce, those things that I struggled with doubt when I was rearing my children, Holy Spirit promised me I'm going to give you back everything you had mm -hmm. and more. And what I'm going to give you is going to be better than what you have, uh, what you had before. And I want to tell you that promise has been fulfilled. Oh yeah, I know. I've, I've watched your life. Your life is a life of upgrade. That every time I talk to you, God has transitioned you, even if in the natural eye where it looked like it was a loss. Uh, it really was an upgrade. It was an upgrade. God has been consistent and faithful to you. I, that I have observed. Go ahead, yeah. woman. And, and you know, and uh, I can say thank you. And you know, we're doing the early days, Pastor Regina. I can say most of my prayers were prayers of supplication. But today, not so much. Uh -huh. now, I still have needs. Don't uh -huh. get me wrong. Come on. But not so much. Something, you know, if I, Gabby and I hit a rut in the house. I said, Gabby, I said, just hold on. It's going to be all right. Come on. It's going to be all right. I, was, I, I had a need. When God got through with me before the day was over, I had the need was fulfilled, and I had extra. Come on. And now I'll tell don't worry about it. Gabby said, but what are we going to do for tomorrow? Said, Let's not worry about tomorrow. Let's take care of Let the day take care of itself. Come on. We, we're, going, we're going to be all right. 
And I just say, thank you. And I just tell, in my prayer, I just say, Father, I need this. Father, I thank you for this. Father, you know, I, I just, just talk to him. There's no complexity in prayer. There's no hardship in prayer. There's, prayer is not an ordeal. It is a conversation. And, and, and you know, regardless of what you're going through, you know, we're, we're supposed to rejoice in it all. It may look bad. Uh-huh. It, may feel, it may feel bad. It, may, it doesn't feel good, but we got to trust the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, know, it's um, amazing that you said that because for the past uh, probably about three weeks, I've been sharing various things and uh, and actually, I shared a scripture out of um, Mark, I mean, no, out of Matthew, uh, about us trusting the process, that he knows exactly what it is that we are to, that we have to endure. And the very reason why we must go through it, it is for our perfecting. And so a lot of times we want to take shortcuts. I was talking to uh, one of my children today about wanting to alleviate parts of the journey so that you can hurry up and get to the good part. But it is the difficult things that help you to sustain when God elevates you to the good part. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, woman of God. Okay. You know, Psalm 30, I, I, was, I was thinking, of, to Lord, I, 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 I need to give my anchors. I need mm-hmm. to give my anchors mm-hmm. because my soul is anchored in you. And the word is, is my anchor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, so I thought about some, some, these are some of my favorite scriptures. Uh, I love the word and all this stuff, but these, there's some you just go in and you just embrace. Come on. But Psalms 30 and 5 says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy, but joy coming mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Now, I looked at that at that scripture today when I wrote that scripture down in my hand, right? It says, weeping may endure for a night. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, when I saw that, weeping has a time limit. Yes, it does. <laughs> And you are all over my sermon today. Go ahead. Go ahead. Weeping has, has a time limit. It can only stay for one night. Because it's on. just a night. A is singular. Uh-huh. And girl, it can only stay for one night. It has it has an expiration, a time of expiration. Then he says, but joy uh-huh. comes in the morning. Uh-huh. And so my joy is here and I'm waking up. I, I, I'm awake. You know what I'm saying? Come on, come on. I'm, I'm awake because joy is here. My weeping, it may not be all over, but I know it's not going to last for the poor night. Come on, it's, come on, come on. It's not going to last for a night. And if I endure to the night and just wait on, just wait on him, continually serve him, continually, my heart is to see that I want everybody to love, love him like I love him. I want everybody to do that. I just want I want to tell everybody how good he is, that he's sweeter than a hundred. I want everybody to know it. I shout it from the rooftop. I'm not ashamed. But I know if I if, if I just continue in him, continue to let him hold my hand, then I'm gonna I'm gonna mount up on wings as eagle. Come on. Maybe I'm gonna fly. Come I'm gonna I can the day is coming, I'm gonna fly above the storm. Come on. I'm going to lift my wings and the wind of the storm is going to take me up. <laughs> I know it's coming. Because I, I love his people. I want to see his, you know, I was I was at the altar at church um, uh, and it was doing praise and worship and it just so happened not to be the Sunday that I was leading. And so whenever I I'm not leading, was not leading praise and worship, I always sit because, my, you know, I, my, my knees right now won't, won't allow me to, to you know, get on them. And um, so I sat at the altar and covered myself, and I lay right there at the altar. And I heard Holy Spirit say, don't go back to work. And I said, huh? He said, don't go back to work. Well, Pastor Jim, I can hear from everybody else that said, so I should hear from myself. But when he said, don't go back to work, <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm saying, Lord, and look at this, you know, look at that, you know. And so I disobeyed. Oh, and my. I went back to work. Well, school started in August. And then before the end of September, I was so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was so tired that when my break came, I sat at my desk and said, Lord, I repent because uh-huh. you told me not to, not go, to go, back to work. go back to work. And, you know, <laughs> and Dr. Regina, I said, if you will allow me Come on. to finish out this year, right. I will not return. Right. Holy Spirit granted, my, granted me my the desire. Well, I didn't know what it was for. I do now uh-huh. because uh-huh. I spend my time where I, pre- I prepare. 
prepared for for my secular job. Now I prepare to do spiritual teaching. Come on, come on, come and, on. And and he did show me one Sunday I was ministering on Holy Spirit and and the gift and, and I, I like I said I was I was said that's my friend. That's the way I refer to him. And um, he flashed a picture in me in front of me as I was walking. You know something about when when the anointing is is is, is Pour out upon me that extra one that, that, that have you to do what he wants you to do at that particular time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have a tendency to walk. I cannot be still. Mm-hmm. And so as I was, was ministering and teaching the word, my eyes opened again. My mm-hmm. eyes opened. And I saw this, this tell was one of the tell evangelists, great teaching ministry, flashed in front of me. And I said to myself, I said, ooh. Now the pro- the Holy Spirit can preempt a program whenever you get ready, and you will never stop moving. You're doing what you're doing, but He got your eyes somewhere else. He Come can on. do that. Mm-hmm. He can do that. And um, He said, "You are going to have a teaching ministry." And I said, "Oh, okay. You know, I'm talking to Him. You know, right, stuff. right." And, and and so when He told me to leave my job and the place that He had me in now, that's exactly what I'm doing. Come on. That's exactly what I'm doing. And and so, and you know what? I haven't missed a beat on anything. My goodness. My I have goodness. not missed a beat on anything. He can be so wonderful. Yes. He, he can supply all your needs. Yes. And then he will give you the desires of your heart. Two different things. about three minutes left. And so I'm going to do a quick recap. Um, and so you, um, you've been teaching for over 41 years. You taught in the Delta, which I have to call you back again and get some, you don't have to do this again. Uh, but God, he sustained you. You went through a divorce. You have children that have excelled uh, academically uh, in ways that have blown your mind. Mm-hmm. You have a loss of a child that you were sustained through, and God, he kept you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goodness, you, through all of that, you've had your highs and your lows, and uh, still you're faithful, uh, trusting in God. As we get ready to close, um, I'm going to give you just a minute. I want you to share your heart. This is your opportunity. There are, are uh, hundreds of thousands of people that listen, and so quickly, I want you to just share quickly that one thing that you want to leave. You have just two minutes, and I need one of those to close. So go ahead. One thing I, want, I would like to leave is this. Don't bank on how much you love God. <laughs> bank on how much he loves you. Bank on it. It's how much he loves. You know, he said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. I want you to know that you and I are that joy that he saw. So it's his love for us because our love is so fickle. Now, you know, if something goes wrong, we get mad with God. We want waiting because we want him to do it in our time the way we want it done. We want it, you know, everything is just laid out, just just laid out easy for us, and he's not going to do that. But just trust him. Have faith in faith. You know what faith actually is? Faith is actually trusting in the integrity of God's word. His word is tried. His word is true. You can stand on the word. You just walk in the word and let him guide you. Let him reveal himself to you. Amen. 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 Everything is called. Everything is, I promise you, it's going to work out. Everything in my life is not hunky-dory. Uh-huh. Everything in my life now is not, it's not at ease. I still have, you know, when every door is Amen. Well, I hate to cut you off, but it sure has been a blessing. Uh, but I have about maybe 30 seconds uh, left, and so I need to start wrapping up. Again, I want to just encourage those of you that might have missed a portion of the show and just tuned in to be sure and get the downloads. Give another quick shout-out to my girl, Princess Cooper, and all of the hosts on NHISG. Have a blessed and incredible Palm Sunday. 
and uh, ready up for this week and see what wonderful and awesome things that God has in store. You've been listening today to Refresh. I'm Regina Johnson, your host. We'll catch you on next week. Same bad time, same channel. Refresh.